Hey guys, what's going on? It's Daniel Cormier. And go to Brawlers. They'll teach you about the basics of fight betting. So once again, check out Brawlers. Bets.brawlers.co. That's B-R-W-L-R-Z.co. And uh, tell them that I sent you. Daniel Cormier will go down as one of the best to ever do it. The former Olympic wrestler quickly made a name for himself in Strikeforce where he won the Heavyweight World Grand Prix. And that momentum continued into the UFC where he became a double champion. But when it comes to the greatest of all time conversation, his name is not one that is at the top of the list. So how good was Daniel Cormier actually? Hey guys, it's Keon and today we're going to talk about Daniel Cormier. DC recently fought his last fight at UFC 252 and all of you have now been requesting a video on his career. Because even though it didn't end on the best note, he still accomplished so much in the sport. So in this video, we will take a look at all of that to really understand how good he actually was. Before we get to it, shout out to the undisputed members of my Patreon. You can get early access, a shout out, and video to my recap and prediction shows. Which are also available on the Keon Kamara podcast. And you can find that on Apple Podcasts. Podcast, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Plus, all the Patreon money goes to charity. So please join now as we could really make a difference in the lives of people who really need it. And finally, I want to give a shout out to Brawlers for sponsoring this video. The guys over at Brawlers Bets have a proven track record of success. Brawlers does all the hard work and research to make the picks and predictions for you. Then, they teach you how and where to place your bets the right way and you reap the rewards. Never bet before? No problem. Bet in the past but lost money? No problem. Don't know the basics or how to get started? No problem. Brawlers has your back and hundreds of winning members that use their fight picks. So why not leave the tricky stuff to the pros so you can enjoy the fun part? And that's winning money while watching the sport that you love most. A Brawlers membership is only $39 and exclusively for my subscribers you get half off your first month when you sign up with the promo code KEON. They even have single fight options just in case you don't like subscriptions. All the info is going to be down below. Now let's get to it. Daniel began his MMA career on September 5th, 2009. He was 31 years old. He fought Gary Frazier in a Strikeforce event. You would think that the former Olympic wrestler and Daniel would take the fight down and control it on the ground. Yes, he displayed his dominance on top position with some heavy ground and pound, but he also showed a lot of promise in his striking as he pressed forward and threw some nice punches and leg kicks. And a lot of this is due to his time training with the American Kickboxing Academy prior to making his debut. Daniel's striking was too much for Gary and this forced the action to the mat where he eventually ended the fight by punches from the top. Six months later, he knocked out John Devine in the first round with a huge right hand. His next opponent was Lucas Brown and it was for the Extreme MMA Heavyweight Championship. It was another first round finish for Daniel who secured the takedown before throwing ground and pound that forced the ref to step in. 13 days after winning his first belt, he fought for the King of the Cage Heavyweight Championship against Tony Johnson. After connecting with some shots on the feet, Tony tried to take Daniel down but ended up on his back where he got submitted via rear naked choke. Daniel went back to strike force to fight Jason Riley. He finished the fight in 62 seconds with the takedown and ground and pound. At Extreme MMA 3, he was set to defend his heavyweight championship against Soa Polele. Daniel dominated this fight by using his pressure and striking to secure takedowns. On the ground, he attempted an Americana before finishing the fight with punches from the top. In January of 2011, Daniel fought Devin Cole. It was his first fight to go all three rounds, but it was one he controlled on the feet, in the clinch, and on the ground. He won by unanimous decision. In a strike force heavyweight Grand Prix reserve bout, Daniel fought Jeff Monson. It was another decision win for Daniel who outstruck Monson for most of the fight. He advanced to the semifinals of the Grand Prix five months later. His opponent was Antonio Bigfoot Silva. Bigfoot was the favorite to win this fight as he had more experience and was coming off a huge win over Fedor Emelianenko. But Daniel looked good early by knocking him down and 
and throwing ground and pound. The action got back up and he continued to connect with shots on the feet before taking the fight down. Bigfoot had a moment where he started to land shots of his own, but Daniel retaliated with a combo that included an uppercut that finished the fight. It was later revealed that he broke his hand. In the finals, he fought former UFC heavyweight champion Josh Barnett. Once again, it was a fight he broke his hand in, but he was the aggressor for five rounds by outstriking and outwrestling Barnett. He won the fight by unanimous decision to become the Strike Force heavyweight Grand Prix champion. Daniel came back in January of 2013 to fight Dion Starring. He won the fight by rocking him on the feet in the first before finishing him in the second with ground and pound. This was also the final Strike Force event as they were purchased by the UFC. So Daniel made his debut with the promotion on April 20th, 2013. His opponent was former UFC heavyweight champion Frank Mir. Although he was unable to take down Mir, Daniel won most of the exchanges in the clinch and also connected with some big combos. After three rounds, he won by unanimous decision. At UFC 166, he fought Ultimate Fighter winner and former IFL heavyweight champion Roy Nelson. Daniel was able to avoid Roy's heavy hands by out-wrestling him. And along with the constant pressure, Roy tired out and this gave Daniel the opportunity to pick him apart on the feet. He won the fight by unanimous decision. Daniel went on to make his light heavyweight debut at UFC 170. A lot of this was due to not wanting to get in the way of Cain Velasquez, who was Daniel's training partner and a top heavyweight contender. But the smaller fighter in Daniel also made the light heavyweight division perfect for his size. His opponent was Patrick Cummins, a fighter who came in on short notice due to his wrestling history with Cormier, which includes making him cry during training. Patrick also worked for Starbucks when he got the call to replace the injured Rashad Evans. So the unique narrative really turned this into a big fight prior to it going down. Daniel steamrolled through Patrick by knocking him down a couple of times before finishing him off with more punches on the floor. Although it wasn't against a highly ranked opponent, this win brought him a lot of attention and helped him become a name to watch in the light heavyweight division. Three months later, Daniel fought former Pride welterweight and middleweight champion Dan Henderson. For three rounds, he ragdolled Henderson and threw heavy ground and pound. Daniel won the fight in the third by rear naked choke. At UFC 182, he fought for the UFC light heavyweight championship against champion John Jones. Not only was this seen as one of the most elite light heavyweight matchups to be made, but the two had a long brewing beef that started from Daniel's heavyweight days. After many Twitter exchanges and an altercation at Media Day which went from physical to verbal, the two finally fought on January 3rd, 2013. Daniel was looking good early in this fight by closing the distance and connecting with some nice shots in the clinch. But John was a taller and longer fighter, which he used to his advantage by throwing strikes from a distance. He also connected in the clinch and secured a few takedowns. The shots to the head and body of Daniel wore him down and by the end of the fifth round, it was clear that Jones was a winner. In the closing seconds of the fight, he raised his hands in victory as Daniel attempted to take down. But before the bell rang, he connected with a punch which definitely showed how much animosity there was between the two even after five rounds of fighting. John won by unanimous decision, making it Daniel's first pro loss. You would think that it would take a fight or two before Daniel fought for the belt again. But his next fight was for the vacant championship against Anthony Johnson after John Jones was stripped of the title due to a hit and run incident that involved a pregnant woman. Early in the fight, Anthony connected with a big right hand that dropped Daniel. And even though he got back up, he looked to be in a lot of trouble. Daniel survived, but Anthony was still winning the exchanges on the feet. That continued in round two before Daniel secured the takedown and began to beat down Anthony with heavy shots from the top position. Johnson was a mess going back to his corner, but in round three, he came out with more strikes and even secured a takedown for a moment. But Daniel got back up and got a hold of Anthony's back. From there, he secured a rear naked choke that forced the tap. Daniel Cormier became the UFC light heavyweight champion. Credit to Johnson for wrapping the belt around his waist. In his post-fight 
Dwight interview, Daniel called out John Jones, which brought the rivalry to new heights. He also had a verbal quarrel with fellow UFC light heavyweight Ryan Bader at the post-fight press conference. In the meantime, his first title defense was against Alexander Gustafsson. Daniel came out strong with a huge takedown, which led to ground and pound for most of the round. But in the second, Alexander secured two takedowns of his own. On the feet, he connected with the better shots as he used his length to keep distance for the most part. But Daniel connected with shots of his own, especially in the clinch where he threw some really nice uppercuts. In the third round, Alexander almost finished the fight with a knee and punches that knocked down Daniel for a moment. But he survived and the war continued. And for the remainder of the fight, the two went toe to toe, but it was Daniel who was pressing the action, which caused Alex to continue to run away and get tired. After five rounds, he won by split decision to retain his championship. After this defense, Daniel was set to fight John Jones at UFC 197, but he pulled out due to a foot injury and the fight got moved to UFC 200. Not only was this a huge card due to it being the 200th pay-per-view event, but this rematch was a long time in the making and one of the most anticipated fights of all time. But sadly, three days prior to the fight, John Jones was pulled out due to a failed drug test. This was a huge blow to not only the event, but to the hearts of many MMA fans. Instead, former UFC middleweight champion Anderson Silva stepped in to fight Daniel Cormier in a non-title bout. Although the matchup seemed fun on paper, the fight has been forgotten by many as Daniel spent most of his time on top position while Anderson was content with surviving and not getting finished. After three rounds, Daniel won by unanimous decision. In his second title defense, he fought Anthony Johnson for a second time. There was controversy during the weigh-in when Daniel was 1.2 pounds over the 205 pound limit. He was given a second attempt which he took two minutes later and made. But Daniel was seen holding onto the towel which many have credited as the reason he made weight. Regardless, the championship fight went down and although Johnson connected with some shots on the feet, he decided to take the fight down instead. This game plan was not expected as Daniel was the much better wrestler. After using all his energy on bringing the fight down, Anthony gassed out and this gave Daniel the opportunity to secure a takedown of his own which led to a rear naked choke. Then at UFC 214, he finally fought John Jones for a second time. The fight promoted itself and the poster for the event is one of the greatest of all time. And Daniel was the aggressor for most of the fight as he kept backing John up with his pressure which not only closed the distance but also allowed him to connect with some really nice shots. John was landing as well but not to the same degree as Daniel who in my opinion was winning the fight going into the third. John was throwing a lot of leg and body kicks which proved to be a good tactic as Daniel would try to telegraph these attacks. But he wouldn't telegraph kicks that went high. So when John threw a head kick it connected and Daniel was out on his feet. John came rushing forward which forced Daniel to the mat where he was finished by ground and pound. The rivalry seemed to have been put to rest as even Daniel himself admitted that there is no rivalry if he lost two fights to the same guy. But two weeks later John failed his drug test and on September 13th 2017 Daniel was reinstated as champion and the fight was overturned to a no contest. Four months after getting his belt back Daniel was set to defend it against Volkan Ozdemir. Volkan came out looking for the knockout immediately. But after Daniel survived this onslaught he began to pick Volkan apart on the feet and on the ground. He eventually finished the fight in the second with another takedown and ground and pound. Daniel's next fight was back at heavyweight against champion Stipe Miocic. This super fight was huge for the legacies of both fighters, especially Daniel who had the chance to become the second man in UFC history to hold two belts simultaneously. Stipe looked good early with his combos and work in the clinch, but Daniel took his best shots and returned some as well. Then controversy came when an accidental eye poke hurt Stipe and stopped the action. When it resumed, the momentum changed big time as Daniel began to connect more on the feet. They clinched up one last time before Daniel landed a right hand that dropped Stipe who was finished by more punches on the ground. Daniel Cormier became the UFC heavyweight champion. Afterwards, former heavyweight champ Brock Lesnar entered the cage after Daniel called him out. This led to a scuffle between the two and the fight really made no sense unless it was for the payday. There were talks of Daniel defending his belt against Brock but the fight never materialized. So instead he defended this heavyweight championship in Madison Square Garden against Derek Lewis. It was a dominant performance by Daniel who out wrestled Derek for 
most of the fight before finishing him in the second with a rear naked choke, making Daniel the first to win and defend the light heavyweight and heavyweight titles. After this win, he relinquished the light heavyweight belt to become a full-time heavyweight. His second title defense was a rematch against Stipe Miocic. For the first three rounds, Daniel was winning the fight with a takedown and grounded pound and some nice combos throughout. He looked to be on track to a decision win, but in the fourth, Stipe began to throw punches to the liver, which slowed Daniel down significantly. Near the end of the round, Stipe finished the fight with punches to win back the UFC heavyweight championship. The rubber match between the two went down at UFC 252. Daniel stated prior to this fight that win or lose, it would be the final one of his MMA career. In contrast to the first two fights, this one went all five rounds. And although Cormier secured a takedown for a moment early on, the remainder of the fight stayed on the feet. The two traded shots, but it was Stipe who was landing the more significant ones and controlling the action in the clinch. He even knocked down Daniel in the second round and the fight looked close to being over before the bell came in for the save. There was an accidental eye poke early from Daniel in round one, but there was also one from Stipe in round three which went unnoticed by referee Mark Goddard. It was later revealed that he suffered a torn cornea, and although he survived and most likely won the fourth round, Stipe took the fifth and won the back and forth battle by unanimous decision. At the age of 41, Daniel called it a career. Now do I think he will make a comeback? I do think the fight with John Jones is always on the table and would be the biggest payday of his career, but he's already doing so much outside of fighting such as color commentating and podcasting. So I would personally like to see him not take any more damage and continue his career in these other avenues. So after going 22-3 and with one no contest in a career that saw him become the UFC light heavyweight champion, the UFC heavyweight champion, the Strikeforce heavyweight grand prix champion, and more, how good was Daniel Cormier actually? In my opinion, he is one of the greatest fighters of all time. I mean, his resume speaks for itself. His career in Strikeforce alone is legendary. But to win UFC belts in two different weight classes and defend both of them is an achievement not many can or will ever say. I think Daniel surpassed the very high expectations on him considering he is a former Olympic wrestler. And I may have to say that he has had the best MMA career out of all the Olympians who transitioned into the sport. And that transition for Daniel was promising from the start as he wasn't only an amazing wrestler, but training with the American kickboxer boxing academy quickly helped him with his striking which truly made him an all-around fighter. In fact, he was dominant in most of his fights. Only the elite were able to beat him or even give him trouble. And most of the fights he was in, his opponent was a bigger fighter. But aside from having the skills to win, he also had a high fight IQ. The only negative thing I have to say about Daniel's game was his defense on the feet as he ate a lot of body shots in his career. And although he had spectacular cardio for a bigger guy, these hits were key to slowing him down. Daniel has also been in two of the biggest rivalries in MMA history. The trilogy with Stipe and the fights with John Jones were not only important for the UFC but for the sport as a whole because both matchups showcased the highest level of MMA and although Daniel wasn't the winner of these rivalries he was still a very difficult opponent to get past and aside from Towelgate and the eye pokes he never failed a drug test and maintained a good reputation outside of the cage that's why I would give his MMA career a 9.5 out of 10 had he won his final fight at UFC 252 to become heavyweight champion for a second time it would have been the perfect farewell to his illustrious career. But even though that didn't happen, it still doesn't take away how much greatness he attained in MMA. And with the way things are looking for him outside of fighting, Daniel Cormier is a winner unlike any other. My name is Keon and this is my take on how good Daniel Cormier actually was. If you agree, disagree, or have something else to add, please put in the comments down below because I love to read it. If you like this video, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel for more content like this. But that's all I have for now, so I'll see you on my next one.